Hi, and welcome back to the I Am Broken podcast. I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for joining me tonight. Before I get started, let me have a word of prayer. Father God, I come before you tonight. Just want to say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything that you are, Father God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the blood and your spirit, Father God. Now, if there be anything in me that's not like you, Lord, I ask that you just search me, Father God, purify and cleanse me of all those things. And I thank you for forgiveness today, Father God. So even as you extend grace and mercy to me, I pray, Father God, that I can do the same for others, including myself. And Lord, I just thank you for the ears that will hear, Father God, tonight, Father God, and let this word just permeate their spirit, Father God, and that they will not only be hearers of your word, but also doers of your word. And so, Lord, I just thank you today, Father God. It is in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Well, 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 welcome back. I'm so grateful and so thankful that God had given me yet another day to be able to come before you on this platform that he has given to me. And I just want to say thank you for everyone who takes the time out to listen and just show support and love. It means a world, the world to me. Um, It definitely blesses my spirit whenever um, I hear about people going back and listening or people joining the show when I'm live. Um, It's not... um, with all the frills and the bells and the whistles, um, very simplistic, um, because I haven't learned how to, you know, edit and all that other stuff, but I'm getting there. Baby steps, baby steps, y'all baby steps, but just want to say thank you. Hope you guys had a good resurrection Sunday. Um, because he did get up. He didn't stay in that tomb that was borrowed. And for that, I'm just grateful and thankful. Even with that, that, that right there in itself will preach um, a borrowed tune, uh, but he didn't stay there. He got up. And so because he got up, we can too. Um, and I don't know about you all, but you know, this last few weeks have been very trying for me. Um, I've had to remain extremely disciplined with this weight, but I'm coming down and just excited to see what I will look like in about another month. Um, And it feels good actually to not have taken the easier route to really have had to work for it because it's teaching me better discipline to reprogram my thoughts about the way that I've handled my eating and just different things like that. And so just been blessed and fortunate, um, in this entire process. So I'm not going to, um, talk to more much about me. Let me just jump right into what my topic is tonight. The title of the topic is who left the gate open? Right. You know, uh, the significance of what a gate represents. Y'all, I honestly, These topics just come to mind when I'm listening to other pastors preach messages. Sometimes God will drop things in my spirit, but I heard this a while back in my spirit, but um, it wasn't until now that God just allowed me to bring it to fruition. 
um, fruition, basically. And and so, yeah, so tonight we're going to just we're going to we're going to talk about who left the gate open. Um, so, of course, you know, I had to do some background research and basically, um, yeah. So, you know, I Google everything, y'all, because everything is on the Web, the World Wide Web. You know, some of it is true. Some of it isn't, you know, but it's up to you. You eat the meat, spit out the bones. You know, everything does not apply to that particular situation. So you get what you need that applies to that situation. And then you put the rest on the shelf because you might have to go back and get the rest for another time. And so anyway, what is the definition of a gate? A gate is a hinged barrier used to close an opening in a wall, a fence or a hedge. Other words for the word, there are other words for the word gate, borders, barriers, I mean, I'm sorry, borders, boundaries, a portal, and a door. Now, you know, all those words in itself will speak life when you really just think about it. Um. But again, it's a hinged barrier used to close an opening in a wall, a fence, or a hedge. Other words used for the word gate, borders, boundaries, portal, door. Now, usually, you know, a gate represents can represent so many different things, y'all. And so a gate could be a place of authority, a place of security. Gates control exit and entry into an area. Wow. So now the door in your home is a gateway. The fence in your backyard is a gate. You have the authority to open or close doors and gates in your home. Now, that in itself right there, will speak and preach because we have the ability to open or close doors in our life. Well, not really doors in our life. Let me just take that back because God is the one who opens and closes the doors in our life. But we have the ability to choose to participate or not participate allow or not allow um in your space in whatever it is and so you know you have to be very protective and the keeper of what god gives to you why because he gave it to you you can't just let any and everybody come in and mess with it right so now you have to be the gatekeeper over what he gives, which takes me to my next word, gatekeeper. So usually when there's a gate, and I'm going to utilize this in the, the from the aspect of the spiritual gates as well as back then when Jesus was here on the earth. What was the significance of a gate? So now, 
the gatekeeper is a person who tends a gate, one who checks and supervises the traffic that flows through a gate. Another word for gatekeeper, watchman, doorkeeper, a go-in-between, a guard. Gatekeepers were posted to keep out intruders. So now, watchmen. That's another term that most of us who are intercessors use because you have a watchman on the wall, right? The watchman would alert when the enemy was trying to intrude or come in. So now, if you're the gatekeeper over your space, that means you need to be on guard. You need to be watching. You need to protect your space. And so, and I'm just, I'm real big on that, including when it comes down to family or not family, you know, I pick and choose who I will allow or not allow inside my personal space. Why? Because again, we have control over what we entertain or don't entertain. And I'm just at a point in time of my life where I'm really not about to entertain a lot of nonsense. So I'm very cautious about my space. Again, don't have a wall up, but a gate. A gate that will allow me to pick and choose what I will allow or who I will allow or not allow inside my space. So now back then, the gate was a part of the city's protection against invaders. City gates were places of central activity in biblical times. Gates were important because business transactions were made, court was convened, and public announcements were made. So now when you think about um, central activity taking place and think about Ruth, when Boaz wanted to take her as his wife, he went before those sitting at the gate. They bore witness to the business transaction that took place. And if they agreed, they all spoke up and said something in agreement. When you think about it, the plot on um, the king who married Esther. There was a plot that was done right at the gate and Mordecai heard that plot. He was able to inform the king that there was a plot upon his life. And just think about this. So now when somebody's kid was acting up or just out of line, that's where they took them for judgment to be passed on to them. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. Could you imagine like today, your kid acting up and you got to take them before <laughs> certain people who sat at a gate basically for their punishment or judgment crazy but that's what they did gates um guard large access to large spaces cities were for protection so open they were open during the day and closed at night a gate represented a city the opening of a gate symbolized 
a royal welcome. So now, a city without a gate was the ultimate target. Gates symbolized security created when they were closed. So back then, the gatekeepers keeping a watch on the gate, making sure the enemy intruders don't invade the city. So now, when you think about it, what kind of what kind of people did you do you actually think that you would want watching on your behalf you know so when you're inside this this entrance way somebody else is watching to make sure that don't nobody come in and basically take over the city but they had to get access and the the person out the gatekeepers the people on guard were the ones who basically made sure that who whatever was supposed to be in there was in there who wasn't supposed to be in there they weren't going to get in there and if they did try to get in they were already ready for anybody that was unless the gate wasn't strong enough and then they just you know invaded that time so in ancient times gates were significant because the strength of the gate determined the safety of the city so basically if that gate wasn't strong enough to withstand anybody trying to come in it they come in it and take over which left you vulnerable so that sense of security that you had you no longer had especially when you were under enemy invasion and I don't know about any of y'all I just think that I would probably feel some kind of way if that part of my life or whatever the case might be was invaded by enemies right you don't feel secure you don't feel safe that's why I said you need to protect your surroundings protect your space because again when you are not on the wall watching you leaving cracks and crevices open for the enemy to come in and have free reign. And that's not what we want. So now when I, when you think about a gate in the natural instinct, there's something that you can see, you know, I can only imagine what they were probably built out of or what they looked like back then. Um, but we have spiritual gates as well. Now, the enemy is always looking for preying on an opportunity to come in and disrupt our lives in some kind of way. People can be used, situations, life, circumstances. I know people right now who will allow when life kicks in and happens, I've been guilty of it at one point or another in, in my life. And sometimes, you know, um, it has had me to, it has shaken me enough to make me sit down and, and reflect a little bit. But I know a lot of people who don't know how to shake it off at all. Stuff happens. They, it knocks them down. Stuff keeps happening while they're down and they just stay down. They don't get back up. And I'm sorry, I just cannot stay down. I have to keep getting back up because for me, it feels like when I'm not moving, 
I'm just, that's not good. I don't know about any of y'all, but it's not a good place when I got, I, I have to be moving. I have to keep getting up. I have to keep persevering because if I sit down, I feel like I've given up and I don't ever want to feel like I've given up because life is going to be life. God said that we would not live in this life and not go through trials so and tribulations. So we're going to have that. Life is going to happen. It's how you respond to it. Your response doesn't have to be a defeated mentality. And do you know some people who are always the victim and never the victor in a situation? I know several people like that where they always have things happen and they're the victim. And, you know, it's kind of hard to call one of them to have a conversation with them about some things that you may have going on because then the conversation becomes about what they have going on. But anyway, our spiritual gates, our enemies stand at the gates awaiting entry. Our enemies will plot and wait at our gates. And when sin crouches at our door or gate, it desires to overpower us. That's where God, the blood of his son comes in. You know, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. Why? Because the tomb was borrowed. He didn't stay there. He got up. He wasn't even there when they came to see where they put him. He had already told them that he was in three days. He was going to get up. And he got up. And so there are gatekeepers at gates. There can be a breach in our gates. Our gates slash walls can be broken down. Again, when life happens, there's a breach. And if we're not careful mentally, emotionally, physically, it can be draining. Now you have a breach. Everything is off. And I don't know about any of you, but I know for me, when one thing is off, it just seems like it sets everything off. And so I have to be very careful and very mindful of the things that I entertain, the people that I entertain, all of that. All of that is a part of. Our battle is internal. So anytime we've opened the door to sin, we've given our enemy a legal right into our lives. So now, I know for me, when that coworker done got on my nerves and I done just thought some crazy things in my head about how they getting on my nerves and how they make me, I'm giving the enemy room to come in. Why? Because I'm thinking like that. And so, you know, I know, there was one point in time, like literally, I would literally just be like, okay, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over my thoughts right now. I had to keep them up under the blood because I don't know about y'all, but I could have an entire conversation in my thought process about if they say this to me or if they do that. Yep. So major gates that the enemy uses to access our lives. Our eye gate. Let's talk about that. The eye gives light to your entire body. 
the lamp of your body is through your eyes. Like a lens of a camera, it takes a picture and transfers it to our spirit. Wow. So now think about what you allow through your sight. And that's a way that the enemy, that's the thing that he uses, our senses. Sight, taste, smell, touch, feel. That's how he gets us. And so your eyes, we have to be careful about the things that we watch. The things that we're looking at. Why? Because that transfers to our spirit. And just like our natural man need to be kept safe, our spirit man does too. That's why I said you cannot allow everything and everyone into your space like that. There are certain things that I'm just not going to entertain. Not, not today, not tomorrow. No. Mm-mm. And so you have to be careful because your eyes are the lamp of your body. Ear gate. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listening to the wrong thing will affect your hearing, will affect our hearing gateway. Not just listening to the wrong thing, but listening to the wrong people. When it's defiled, it's hard for us to hear the truth of God's word. So again, when life happens, if your thoughts are negative, it's hard for the word of God to overpower those thoughts of negativity. So we have to be careful about who we're listening to and what we're listening to. Because God's word, God's voice should always be louder than any negative thought that you might have or anybody that is not sowing positive seeds in your life. His word, his voice has to be louder than that. Your mouth gate. Now this one right here. I think if we was truthful, and I'm going to just be transparent, if that's something I definitely have to watch. Why? Because I'm a very straightforward person. And a lot of times if I said what I thought, man, it'd been a whole bunch of dead folks laying around here, truthfully speaking. And that's just me being transparent um, and being truthful. Because our mouth is a weapon. And even though it's this it's a little member our words hold power we are instructed to bridle our tongue but that little member can cause significant damage and we must remember not to use or to speak curses one minute and blessings the next there's you have the opportunity to speak life or death into into and over someone. And so I've literally, you know, like I said, my, my mouth could probably get me in trouble a whole lot if I said what I was thinking. And sometimes my thoughts are just as bad. So I might as well say it most of the time because I'm thinking it. But the reality is, is I pick and choose what I'm going to say and when I'm going to say it. Why? Because I understand the power of words. 
And I spoke about this a couple weeks back when I didn't really go into depth about a situation that I had just happened here recent and some things that were said to me. I could have sliced and diced that individual in return, but I chose not to. Why? Because I knew that if I would have said what I was thinking, this would have went to the left real quick. Why? Because I would have spoke out of anger. I would have spoke out of hurt. And a lot of times our response, especially when it's not good, comes from those two places. We're either angry or we're hurt by something someone did or said to us. And it doesn't make it okay. And I'm not saying that you have to just let people run over you, but pick and choose because once you say it, once you say it, you can't take it back. It ain't like you can just go back and grab that word and swallow it, put it back in your mouth and swallow. That ain't, that's not how it works. And I'm just, I try really hard to work on making sure that I don't say things that I have to later come back and ask for forgiveness or apologize for. Usually I'll shut down. And that may not be the best way to handle it either, but depending on the individual, depending on the relationship, I have to take a step back to assess, to see what is the value of it, of that person, of that thing before I speak or say things that I should not say. Not every, and it took me a moment to get here to this place. So there used to be a time where I wouldn't say anything at all. I would just let people say whatever and I would walk around hurt. I would walk around wounded and just literally, but it had, you know, it comes a point in time in your life where you have to speak up for yourself, but you can do it in a way where you don't kill off somebody else in the process because you do have to give an account on that day. When you go before the Lord, he's going to ask you about why you said and why you did And it's a struggle sometimes, but day in and day out, I strive to make sure that I use my words carefully and correctly so that I don't hurt or harm somebody else because I really don't want to be hurt or harm myself. And so be careful about the things that you, that comes out of your mouth because you have the ability to speak life or death. And we need to start choosing life. People are leaving left and right around us. And I just don't want to leave knowing that I didn't use my words the way that God intended for me to use them. Now, this last one here. I didn't even, I was a little torn about whether or not I was going to bring it up, but it was one of the things that I came across. It's called the sex gate. And this is the most successful gate used by Satan. So once you engage in sex outside of marriage or any illicit sexual sin, you've allowed an open door for the enemy to come in. (laughs) 
yeah, the gatekeeper slept off. <laughs> uh, but again, like literally, when I saw that, it was just like, man, okay. You know, the enemy knows just where to get you at. And if you're not strong enough or you're not footed and grounded, you become subjective to certain aspects. But again, you get to choose. That's the greatest thing that God, that I love about God is that he gives us the ability to choose. You can choose to engage or not. And the other thing that I love most about him is that he's very forgiving. Now, I'm not saying go take advantage of God's forgiveness. No, that's not what I'm saying. So please don't take it that way. But I'm thankful for grace and mercy. I'm thankful for forgiveness. I'm thankful that he doesn't do us the way that people do us. You know, but don't sit in it. Don't stay in it. Ways to overcome this. So now if you're not a Christian or if you're not saved, if you don't believe. And you want. To live, you know, the right way then you have to surrender your life to Jesus. That's the first step. Surrendering yourself to to Jesus. And a lot of times I think some people won't surrender because it's too many of us in the body of Christ looking like them in the world. God said that we are to live in this world, but not be of this world. And so you have a lot of people who have been wounded by folks in the church. And that's, it's sad, but it's the truth. So they don't see the benefits of serving God because they looking at us like, well, I see you doing A, B, C, D, and E. So, I mean, what? <laughs> you not living any different. I don't see any difference. In, so we should always be the light of who he is and represent him to the best of our abilities. Why? Because we want to win souls over, not lose them, win them over. Repent. That's another area. You know, we shouldn't let stuff just go days in and day and not repent for those things. Repentance, that's something that we do daily. Dying to self daily. It should be, listen, I'm telling y'all, pleading the blood over my thoughts daily. If I have to go to the altar daily, hey, I got to go because why something could happen to me and I don't want to leave here knowing that I've wounded my sister and I didn't make that right. I've wounded one of my kids and didn't make that. I don't want to leave here like that. So repentance is important. Conquer the giants within your gates by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, when he left to go sit at the right hand of his father, the spirit came. So he sent help. 
And the spirit will lead and guide you. If you call and ask. Four, renew your mind daily in his word. Prayer. Worship. Whatever it is that you need to do to renew your mind daily. And it's only going to be as strong as you exercise it. So if you're not putting it to work, then what you expect? What do you expect? His word, prayer, talking to him, communicating. Because God is always talking. A lot of times we just too busy to listen. We don't sit still long enough to listen. Stay in prayer. Fasting, that's to pull down any strongholds in the gateways. So when you really think about prayer and fasting, it should be things that they, those be two things that work together. And you can fast, there's so many different types of fasts that you can do. A lot of times, you know, some people just don't, they don't want to do that. You can fast from t- certain TV shows. You can fast from social media. You know, you can fast. There used to be a time where when I literally needed God to move in my life, I had to turn that plate over. That's right. Not eating. Because I needed to hear some from him and I needed them to be, I it needed to be precise, clear. I did not want to miss whatever it was. He, and so I had to get yeah but it takes discipline to be able to do that again renewing your mind in his word praying talking worship help strengthen your how you go through different things helps to discipline helps you become more disciplined and that is easier said than done most of the time y'all Truthfully speaking, it really is. But once you make up your mind to do something, you can do it. And then put some folks around you that hold you accountable. I say this all the time. If you don't have folks that can hold you accountable, okay. Things can be a little bit more challenging. But hold yourself accountable to somebody. So when things start to become challenging for you, you have someone that you can lean on, depend on, and trust that they won't judge you, that they won't talk about you, that they're going to stand in the gap for you. That's what a gatekeeper does. The gap standards. Your watchmen. They're the in-between. And you need some other folk around you that's going to help. In that area where you're struggling. So, you know, again, the significance of a gate is very relevant. Not a wall, but a gate. But remember, you get to choose what you allow inside or outside of it. That's just as simple as that. I don't think it gets any simpler than that. So now, before I go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope that you got something out of it. 
Um, well, if you don't have anyone, I have a question here. So if you don't have anyone that you can look up to and give an account to, pray and ask God to send. Send someone. Send someone. Pray and ask God to send someone. Because I know that being a single mom, praying over my kids, I had to. Because there was a lot of different things that I could not give to them that it was going to take someone else to help. So if you don't have someone that you can look up to or be accountable to, pray and ask God to send someone. And he will. He will send someone. And it'll be just what you need. And that's the thing that I love most about God. When you ask according to his word and his will for your life, he will give that. And a lot of times he's working on things that we don't even have a clue about. And he knows if you don't have someone that you can look up to or you can be accountable to. And you will encounter someone. And a lot of times it's somebody that you probably wouldn't have never even thought would be be the people that you least expect a lot of times sometimes it be the people that you seem to bump heads with that challenge and and would be there for you the most a lot of times the answers are right there we just not where we're supposed to be at to see them so prayer Again, thank you for joining. But before I go, um, just want to tell you a little bit about an organization that I sit on the board of, my sisters. It's more than my pretty face. Girls between the ages of 14 and 18. Um, we have a tea party coming up, mother-daughter tea party, and it's going to be phenomenal. I'm just so grateful and thankful that I get to be a witness. And a lot of times, you know, it's, you don't have to be in the forefront, but being on the backside is just as important. So it's awesome to just to see how they're growing, how they're constantly evolving. Um, a lot of them will be graduating um, this year and going off to college, but we're just excited for them and what God is doing through their lives. I'm thankful for my sister who was the visionary um, because if she had not said yes, the young girls who are benefiting from the program and the other girls that are on their way, you know, to be able to be, to benefit from the program. If she hadn't said yes, I mean, there are other programs out there, but you know, what distinguishes your, your program from somebody else's nonprofit is you, your uniqueness of it. And she's very unique. And so I'm just grateful and thankful for the sacrifice that she has made um, for these young girls. Awesome, awesome. My friend Linda has a nonprofit also, Empower Him. And these are for men who have been in prison um, and they want to become entrepreneurs. And so she has 
a nonprofit that helps with that. Um, MoreThanMyPrettyFace.org. You can go to that website to see what we're doing. Um, volunteer, donate, EmpowerHim.org. If you know someone who is interested, you can send them to the website so they can learn more about the the vision, the mission, the goals, um, the, to volunteer, to be a part, just to see, you know. Um, also, I'm a self-published author. Um, my book is on Amazon, Broken, To Be or Not To Be, That Is The Question. That is the second edition of my very first book that was self-published. Um, very excited. I really need to do better about promoting it um, because... Honestly, y'all, truthfully speaking, I love doing this podcast. It's a safe place for me. Um, not that I try to hide behind anything or anyone, but it is a platform that God has truly given to me. And so I haven't been promoting my book as much as I should, especially like on social media and stuff like that. But I'm going to get better, y'all, about doing that. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can. Broken underscore zero one 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 two one also if you know anyone who would be interested in being a sponsor of my podcast hit me up on instagram broken underscore zero one 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 two one um also where you can find this podcast it is on amazon music now apple google spotify iHeartRadio, of course, Podbean. Um, just want to say thank you again. But before I close out, let me close out with a word of prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you for this time. I thank you for just what you have done. I thank you for those who you have in, brought onto the platform, Father God. I pray that each and every person that is listening under the sound of my voice, all of their needs are being met according to your riches and glory. I thank you for the opportunity to just share some insight about the things that you give to me to share to someone else, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, for just your son. I thank you for his blood. I thank you for your spirit. And Lord, I thank you that whatever they stand in need of financially, mentally, emotionally, that you were already, it's already there. It's already an answer. And I just give you glory. I give you honor and I give you praise. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Again, I'm your host, Robin. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, be safe, much love, and I will definitely be praying for you. Have a good one.